What is going on? This is Michael Hacker with the Hacker Outdoors podcast. On today's show, Joey recaps his most recent event in Lake Murray, South Carolina, and Brian goes MIA. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, give us a like, leave a comment, and without further ado, I give you Joey McCormick. Joey McCormick, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Bubba. Oh, Bubba. You're looking, you're looking very Southern over there, man. What's going on? You're looking, you're looking like a Southern boy. Oh, Bubba. Start calling you Bubba. (laughs) What's up, Bubba? Oh, man. Man, Uh, my house is a mess part in it, everybody. Yeah, it looks beautiful from here, man. I like your artwork in the background. See all the clothes? I just got back and... House is a mess. Rangers down there doing ranger things. No, I, I didn't take it as that being clothing. It looks like abstract artwork. Say that. His <laughs> abstract is what it is. <laughs> that is for absolute sure, man. Uh, well, you know, welcome everyone. We're jumping right in here. Um, Joey, welcome back. Brian Hacker is MIA. So we're oh, going to be doing Bubba. that without him today. Oh, Bubba, Bubba. Oh, Bubba. We're feeling all sorts of ways today, aren't we? Some type of way. So, dude, uh, Lake Murray, South Carolina. We had an opportunity for a quick uh, discussion on your way down there. That's on the the old YouTube's um, that we posted on. I believe it was Friday night, right? Um, Friday night, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, notes from the field. Joe gave us kind of a a look as to what his tips and tactics were for Lake Murray um, for Saturday's big event. Um, and as we know, you were down there with your buddy who also fished um, yep. and you spent the night camping and who would have thought that it would have been that cold when we FaceTimed on Friday night? <laughs> well, you know, the, the cold, the cold wasn't the killer for me. Um, luckily I have AFCO outerwear and um, so I was warm literally from here down to my toes. Um, the only problem was the hands because it was, I don't know, the highest it probably got Saturday was 42, and it, it rained. When I tell you it rained, I have never been so wet and so cold in my life. Um, my hands were pretty much purple <laughs> by the time I got off the water. Um, unbearable. It, there's nothing fun about being that cold. It, I, it, it, wet. it was just, the only issue was it was just my hands that 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 was it um hindsight maybe i should have brought wetsuit gloves with me because that would have been the the only way i could think of to keep the hands dry um but i feel like you know i i want to get a pair of fishing gloves i i think that that's something that is high on my list you know i do tend to fish in cold weather um and wearing you know you know, obviously snowboarding gloves don't work <laughs> too thick. Um, you know, you can wear gloves tenkara fishing. That's why I like tenkara fishing in the cold because you don't need to worry about reeling anything and you just take it off before you handle the fish for the safety of the fish. Um, but man, when you throw a reel into the to mix there, you, you can't do it. And I even tried, I have a pair of thin gloves that are waterproof and I can't that, do it. That was the key, waterproof. Because... Um, the late the young lady I fished with Anastasia, she um had fish monkey gloves and 
they're they're great fishing gloves and i think they were supposed to be waterproof but the amount of rain they didn't last long um she probably had about 10 pairs of gloves with her and i'm telling you by 10 30 every single pair was soaked this like you could ring them and just i mean yeah. my bibs i could grab my, my afco bibs i mean they're expensive and they keep you completely dry and completely warm same with the jacket but um the hands that was a killer and then when you would try to move you know move the boat and you have just rain pelting your hands at, you know 39 degrees and just moving at 40 miles per hour well let's 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 stop for a moment let's let's retrace the steps a little bit so you know for those of you who are listening and you have been longtime listeners joe of course lives in maryland i'd say north central north northern maryland i'm about northern 15 maryland. 20 minutes from bomb pa line yeah right so you drove down to south carolina friday um you know we've been having a bout of crazy weather up here so you were experiencing for those of you who have not listened to that kind of notes from the field joe was experiencing some crazy weather on the way down there freezing rains some snow up north um and then um you went camping friday night into saturday so, so tell us a so little bit about that I, so it seems like a lot of these places we go fish that the hotels around them are, are and last time Brennan fished a, uh, an event down in South Carolina, he actually got scabies from the place. So Brennan was like, you know what? No more. We're, we're not doing this. We're, we're going to camp. <laughs> hold, hold on. We can't gloss over that for a second. So Brennan got scabies from a hotel? Yes. Yeah. He was driving home. It was his regional. And he called me. We were talking. He's like, I'm flipping out. I have like these two marks on me. I'm itching. I'm telling you something was biting me when I was sleeping. And, like, I know the feeling because I've stayed in some places that you just feel like, you know, like, Brent, you're just freaking out. You know, you're just freaking yourself out, blah, blah, blah. Come to find out, he wasn't freaking himself out. He drove himself to, um, like, the patient first place by his house. And uh, it was scabies. <laughs> scabies that he had. Um, I was, I'm at a loss for words. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's get no, he, so, so we decided that no longer are we um, going to stay places. You know, we're just going to, he has a pickup. I think oh, he's got a real nice pickup truck and he had um, camping pads. You know what I'm talking about? Like the, the camping pads you put yeah. your stuff on. Yeah, yeah. He had real nice ones. He had one for me. So what we did when we pulled in the campground, we, we parked he had his truck like this, my Jeep like this. We hung a tarp out of the back, sliding down to cover from the rain, set our table up underneath that, our grill, and did all our rigging. And then when it came time to sleep, the back of my Jeep, all the seats were folded down, and I had the camping pad to sleep on with my pillow and blankets and had a space heater in, in there because it hooked right up to the power at the campsite, and he nice. did too. And tell you what, it was some of the best sleep, and, and it was super comfortable. We were right there at the launch, and it was perfect, absolutely perfect. So that night, you told me that Brennan picked up some steaks. And oh, my God. I, you were saying they were like four-inch thick steaks. And you so the, like the steaks, the thick thickness of the steak was probably, I mean, like you, over, an, over, over, over an inch and probably about this long through. He paid $14 per steak. <laughs> and now, now – us living in the Northeast, if we were to go to a steakhouse or a restaurant, that would have been a hundred dollar steak, fourteen dollars. 
and he cooked it on the grill. Oh my God. Amazing. I mean, we ate like champs for maybe $30 camped for $30 total. And, and, and that was perfect. I mean, that was the greatest setup there was. And probably one of the greatest ideas Brennan's ever came up with in his 42 years on this earth. I mean, well, Brennan, absolutely if, amazing. if you're listening to this, which hopefully you are, man, that's uh, unfreaking believable. There is nothing like the taste of meat on an open oh, fire. And, 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 you know, like, I love barbecue. I love cooking on my smoker. I love, you know, my you know, cooking on an actual barbecue or, you know, grill. But when you have an open fire and you are camping on an open fire, there is nothing in the world like it. It was so good. Let me share, while we're doing this, I'm going to share the screen of Brennan. Brennan actually took second place in the tournament. So let yeah, me show on. you. Let me, uh, let me know what I can share. You are, you are golden pony boy. Okay share this so you guys can it'll give you kind of an idea i'm going to blow it up too of, of how wet and cold we were so this is brennan he took second place and as you can see you know he's got the half coat jacket on the same bibs and i mean see all back there all that water that's flood i mean it just poured i mean you can tell how cold I, how wet. I, I saw this on his instagram page and okay. I, I, the first thing that i noticed was of course that he's wearing goggles <laughs> well once again let me let me stop sharing smartest man in the world i should have brought mine because i didn't bring my sunglasses it obviously wasn't sunny and when you're running on a boat on the water you know even if you're doing 10 20 miles per hour the water is just pelting you in the face and it's 39 degrees so he was smart enough to bring his goggles as he always does and i did not and what what time did you guys take off in the morning oh my god Launch was started at seven, but um, Murray, like where we launched at, is not a lot of room, so there was a long line of boats. So me and my boater didn't launch till eight, and at eight o'clock it was thirty-nine degrees and it started raining. And are the boats in the water when you say launch, or is this like you guys are lined up to actually drop your boats in the water and take they're, off? They're in the water, so everybody's supposed to be in the water, and depending on the number of boats in the tournament, they'll have different waves of launch. You know, they'll have flight become flight so flight one flight two flight three flight four and each flight might have 25 boats per flight so the guy on the on the megaphone from the boat will say boat one you're good to go boat one will take and two three so on so on so on so on i think we were boat 56 so we were in the second or third flight oh wow but what happened with the weather how poor the weather was usually they wait till all the boats are in the water murray where you go into launch, it, it's it, it's like one lane. So a line formed of all these people launching. So we didn't get into eight. And I guess because of the water, the weather, he just launched everybody who was on the water at that time. Hmm. And then just the people who were still getting in, he waited for and then launched us. Just, I'm guessing that's due to the, the weather. He did it that way. Um, yeah, it, it was, I... So you you were teamed up with your co-angler for can you tell my us boater my boater your boater yeah my boater's name it was Anastasia Patterson um absolutely. we'll link to her in the in the in the notes here and I you know I looked her up when you told me you were she was your boater and you know she's got some absolute some angling skills man absolute hammer down there she grew up on Santee Cooper and, and is just a hammer of a fisherman um. She had a great day. I mean, we, we both had good days. We had the fish. 
we definitely had the fish. The, the weather and the cold definitely played into it to, to kind of hold us back some. You know, average tournament, I would say, cast over 2,000 times. I was nowhere near it this trip just because of the weather, the hands. I mean, it took everything in the world come 11 o'clock to get your hands going and get that bait out there and cast. Um, you know, I lived in Colorado. I live in the Northeast. I've been in some cold, cold situations. I have never in my life been this cold. So what's today? Tuesday? That was Saturday. I'm just getting feeling <laughs> back into my digits, which is um nuts. So when you before we get to how things ended up here, let's let's kind of talk. So you guys, you you take off. You had your launch, right? Yep. You know, you're with your boater, and you hightail it to the spots. I guess that she has selected. We've talked mm -hmm. about this a little bit in in some of the other shows that we've done. So she's pre kind of she's obviously fished Lake Murray before, and she knows where she wants to go. Um, and you're there. You're along with her, and your go-to strategy that you talked about on the fields from the uh, notes from the field, did you follow that or did you have to change it because of the weather? Did you change what you were throwing? Did you change kind of your techniques, speeds, anything like that? No, everything I wanted to throw called fish and called fish successfully. Um, water clarity down there was a lot clearer than I thought. So chatterbait probably wouldn't came into play as much. I didn't throw that as much, but the things I felt that we're going to catch fish, all fish. Um, you know, I was thinking crankbait, shad colors, smaller would, would, would catch them. And I can tell you for a fact that called them and got somebody a second place finish. Wow. And exactly what I threw, I mean, within the first five minutes of our spot, I, I had three fish. Um, oh, wow. So how many fish total did you catch? So I caught total through the day, probably like six, seven. Okay. But the size limit down there is you got it 15 inches. Okay. So it's not like it's down here, it's 12 inches. The first fish I caught, I mean, was there 14 or 15? I think it might have been 14. First fish I caught was 13 and a half and it weighed three pounds. It was huge. Couldn't uh, weigh it in. Oh my God. So I weighed, I think, three in. So I was too short. And we could have caught them at the end of the day, but it just, we couldn't do it. Like we put everything yeah. into it that we could just couldn't do it and there's actually a good bit of boaters and co's came in hours early due to the the weather and just too brutal i mean like i said i was dry and warm everywhere but my hands and unfortunately that's the biggest you, part of it you need them I mean, you, you need them absolutely need them man i, uh, I can't even put it into words how painful our hands were and like just how the pain, the sheer pain, it, it, it truly was like, but we, we were on them. We were on them. Uh, I finished in the top, I think I finished 34th or 35th with over a hundred guys and women fishing. Yeah. So top, you know, top 35. I mean, that's, that's incredible. Never fished Murray. Um, if I would have put two more in the boat, I would have cracked top 10, I think. What do, you, what do you think your go-to strategy is um, going forward for the rest of the season? And if you have another event 
like this one where it is freezing what is the what is the goal what is what is your technique what you, outside of wearing some waterproof gloves or so, bringing heaters or whatever here's the thing that weather down there you know i know people who born and raised down there it is this is like a fluke event that it was like that my next event in south carolina division is on the santee santee cooper which is march 27th and there is no way in, in holy hell it will be that cold. It should be 70s, maybe even hotter, 80s, warm, sunny, perfect. Well, you, you say that, and of course, there's always a caveat with that because keep in mind, it's snowing in Texas. It was like negative. I think it was like the wind chill of negative, if I'm not mistaken. Well, that's And where... today, it was like a spring day here in Jersey, man. It was like well, almost 50 degrees. Here's other caveat. I was talking to the people down there today and. Today down there, it was 60-some degrees and sunny. You know, <laughs> barring a historical, biblical, you know, crazy cold front happening, it's yeah. not going to be – it was snowing. Like, Friday night, like 11, 1030, it was snowing on Lake Murray, like spitting snow flurries. And I, I asked – like, I could see it in the light we had set up. Like, Brennan, it's snowing. He's like, that's not snow. It doesn't snow here. It was snow. I mean, it was snowing. I mean – and the thing was, the day before, I think it was like 58 or 64 degrees there. So the swing was humongous of temperature. And then the next day, it was back up. I mean, Jeez. I do have an event. I, I just got it. I signed up for an event on the Potomac River on this American Bass Open Series on March 13th, which there is that chance, you know, that we're here in Maryland, that it could be something like that again. And if it's looking like that... um. There was a pair of gloves I found online. I think the company's called Six Gill. That they're they're fishing gloves and they do look like like they're neoprene material. And I, I did see two guys fishing with those and they seem pretty dry. And if I can't get those, I'm gonna go get wetsuit gloves if it's gonna be cold and rainy. Because honestly, that those are the only things I could see that would have kept your hands dry and warm in those conditions, is, is having something made out of neoprene or some ridiculous waterproof material. Yeah. Well, it's been it's been an insane year. I'm looking at something right now. They're saying 73.2% of the United States is covered with snow today. So there is just a section of California, you know, of course leading into Arizona down to, you know, basically the tip of New Mexico where it meets Mexico. There's a little area of Texas down at the bottom maybe down by was it like um, Brownsville area, Florida, part of Alabama, part uh, part of Georgia, part of South Carolina, part of North Carolina, and then um, Delaware are the only places that looks like that there's no snow. And like, it is unbelievable. I, I never discount March snow, I think, know, I. historically, especially here in the Northeast. Like, it, you think it's here, man. I, I was outside today and the buds are starting to grow on the trees. My lilac bush is starting to come in. Like it is, it, it, everything's beckoning, it's, it's spring, but that is a false start. Oh, that's a, false, a false start because we're supposed to get like anywhere from seven to 12 inches of snow, what, Wednesday through Thursday? Like it, they just keep upping yeah. and upping this total of the snow. So like I said, <laughs> I would say it's a short bet come March 27th on Santee Cooper that I will be fishing in shorts flip-flops and a t-shirt but 
March 13th on the Potomac. It could be freezing and raining again. Yeah. Or it could be, you know, mild. Right now, after what we endured on Murray, to be honest with you, 40 degrees with no rain would feel wonderful. Um, the killer for me was that cold rain. If it would have snowed, it w- I would have been 100 times better because you wouldn't have got as, as wet in your hands like that. The problem was it's just, just it'd be like it was constantly like just holding your hands in, in 39 degree wa- water, like just hold them in there. That's the equivalent. You know, I had hand warmers inside my bed, bibs. Yeah. And that would help, but you can't fish, you know, like this. You would take oh, wow. them out. So it was like, once again, sticking your hand in 39 to 40 degree water and, you know, forever long you're fishing and pulling them out. Man. Like I said, dude, I got to give a big shout out to AFCO because their bibs and their outerwear are 100% incredible. Bone awesome. dried. I mean, it, I mean, it was pouring rain. I mean, just dumping rain. That was just bone dry with all my AFCO stuff. It was just the hands. So yeah, you got to you got to send me a picture of the actual bib when you're not wearing it. It was a little difficult to to tell. Um, and you bought that while you were down there, right? Um, before I went down there, Brennan Brennan found them at uh, Palmetto Armory, which is a awesome store down in South Carolina, for, for on sale. And he picked me up a pair and picked himself up a pair. Um, That's he has awesome. a jacket. It, it's just. They're amazing. Um, you know, most bibs have like the spaghetti straps. Yeah. These are actually like shoulder straps. So it's just like they're tight to here. So they're not sagging or anything like that. And, and they're completely 100% waterproof and, and so dry. Like literally, like what, at one point I had to like open my jacket and stick my hands like in. Because I have pockets here in the bibs where you put your hand warmers. But there was points where I would stick my hands actually under my bibs, like down to my like yeah. shirt area and the heat was just like just so much in there so warm kept all my body heat in there and just completely dry yeah that's what i do with my my waders when i'm fishing and i have the yeah. have the chest pocket and i usually don't use that i usually stick it into the bib itself right. and the heat marinating in there is just uh, it's pretty intense it's it's amazing it was it, hands down i mean never again i, I don't think i'll go with another Sims, I hear Sims stuff is amazing, but um, this Afco stuff was, was bulletproof. And during the weigh-in, I can't tell you how many people came through the stage and, and, and their shout-out was to Afco, to their outerwear, and, and just how incredible it was. Yeah. But just the gloves, man, that, that would have – I think Anastasia and I, too, both of us, if we would have had been able to keep our hands warmer, it would have made a, a big difference in, in standings for us. But we both – I mean – Getting the year, first tournament of the year in the South Carolina division. I mean, got great points. I'm great position. Um, just go up from here. I mean, now what did what did Anastasia finish in? Do you know? I think she was in the same range as my eye. I think like 38, 39. She, she um, posted, I think, on her on her Instagram, right? Forty uh, seventh. Forty seventh. So I mean, we were all every like, well. Brennan was second. He got second. I was thirty fifth, I think. So we were all top 50 um I, I wanted to get top 30 you know, right on that cusp ounces so it's a good finish and they have a you know i think it was like 150 boaters so that's a that's a big deal that's that's where you want to be you want to you know be top 50 and better with that many boaters 
Um, now, I, I got to ask you, because my buddy and I, we, we would go through this over the summertime when we would be doing these floating trips where we would fish, uh, do the smallie fishing on the uh, on some of the rivers around here. And I would tell him, you know, good luck. And he would get pissed at me. And he's, you know, an old time fisherman. And he would say, you can't say something like that. Do you do you have superstitions going into some of these events and saying like 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 I had sent you a text message and oh well, yeah I know you're growing your hair out or have left it because of that but like where people say things to you do you get annoyed by it because I said tight lines because I think that's like a universal like no a lot of people have the whole banana on the boat don't bring bananas on the boat I don't do it because I don't want the boater to you know to freak out a lot of people buy into the no bananas no bananas puts a curse on the boat. But then I've seen plenty of pros just housing bananas while they're fishing and, and wind tournaments. So my only thing has been the hair. Like I haven't cut the hair. It started because of COVID. And then I had a fourth, a sixth, and then I think like a seventh finish. And now this finish. So the mullet's not going anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, it's to catch fish, you know, to, to put it lightly, I, I heard a lot of people say this is they, to be able to go out there on a day like that the most extreme conditions and, and catch fish and catch fish that puts you there is a feat in his own. Um, oh, I think that that speaks volumes, man. I, it's um, it, I, when it's raining, it's hard work in the summertime when it's raining, it's hard work to catch fish. I mean, you're it's February. I mean, the, you, this is what a few days ago. So what was it? February 13th. 13th. You're yeah. fishing. Um, you know, even in the South, like that's pouring rain, that cold, like it's got a, some sort of effect on the animals. Um, so, well, well, the thing was, which, which stinks is the bass were definitely hundred percent getting close to spawn. Um, the water temperature before the rain and before this cold front came through, I was hearing it was like 59, 60, 60. Oh, wow. you know, so that's right there when they're about to start spawning. Even the day of the tournament with all the cold rain and the cold front, we were seeing temperatures like at 54 to 50. So they were still, even with that cold, they were just eating shad, like gorging, gorging themselves. Like all the bass I caught, their lips looked like they had lipstick on, just the brightest red you've ever seen because they're just eating and eating and eating and eating. Hmm. I mean, they were just gorging on shad. Like I said, that one fish I, I couldn't keep because it was under 14. It was like 13 and a half and it was like a three pound fish so that should tell you i mean it was massive and it was under 14 inches they were just stacked up together just smashing shad um but it 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 was like fighting with your body the fish like you had to convince yourself you know this pain you're going to get through it you know you just gotta suck it up and you gotta do it you know around 12 30 it got really hard to suck it up, but you know, we did it. The amount of cast definitely started to climb around 11, 30, 12, but we did it. We did it. Um, I also caught, this will make you happy. I caught a yellow perch. Not a boy. On a crankbait. That was amazing. Cause it housed this thing. Like it had back treble hook in his mouth, which blew, blew our minds. Caught a, a huge pike that we thought was a bass. Cause it was, the water got so cold. It was white and yeah. it looked like a bass. So we netted it. I'm like, Son. Pitch. So I caught you a pike, go figure. Yeah. I there was a guy posted on one of the Jersey fishing forums on Facebook. He he caught a perch on a chatterbait today. I said, really? Well, Donna caught a perch last early spring on a on a tiny little minnow. 
um, like a Rapala minnow. Right. They're fun fish, man, but you know, not not what you're looking for when you're oh, in a tournament. That 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 <laughs> pike or pickerel that pissed me off so bad because it was towards in the day. It got on the line. She's like, "Damn, that's like a four pounder, five pounder." We and we could see it, you know, you could because the water's pretty clear, and it didn't look like a pike because it was feeding up. It was fat, chubby, white, had the tail. Like, oh hell yeah, you know, that would have been the fish. And then we pull up. I'm like, "You got to be kidding me! You got to be kidding me!" But that perch, it was a spro little John crankbait, the DD. So I mean, the crankbait's like three inches hammered it like so it had like the treble hook sealed its mouth shut because it hammered the back end i couldn't believe it but you know well i you know i i think overall it was a great event i think you know something to be proud of i think you you did good work i think uh, anastasia did great work um i look forward to seeing what happens next month yeah brennan i mean brennan he got second i mean the thing a, a lot of time these tournaments God, you don't win. Most people don't win tournaments, period, in a sentence. There's a lot of people who don't crack the top 20 in their lifetime. Um, when you're fishing a tournament with like 150 boats, 200 boats, you want to be top 50 or better. I mean, and that, that's, that's considered a good thing. You really, you know, if you get in the 30s points wise, I mean, that's really where you want to be. So to go down to a lake I've never fished before, never even stepped on it, and then to finish, I think, 34th or 35th, and I was literally ounces out of the you know the, the high low 20s hands down i mean that that sets me up to put me in the race for all types of different things so just got to yeah. go down to santee and santee is the one that's going to be you know to win it as a co-angler i'm thinking on santee that time of year you're talking 20 plus pounds you know boaters you're talking 30 i would think 30 pound five fish santee is a monster factory I mean, there's going to be 10 and 12 pounds weight in fish, individual fish. So. Oh, wow. Well, we look forward to seeing what happens. And, and Joe, you know, we always, of course, wish you the best. And one of these years, I'll have to, or days, I'll have to do one of these tournaments with you, man. Well, I got, well, now a new one I signed up for that, you know, they keep me busy, the Potomac. So pretty much home waters on March 13th. So I don't, oh. another month before I'm back out there, it just kind of driving me nuts, but. It will come I know, away. man. I know. I, I, I was saying I haven't gotten out and any doing anything in like a couple of weeks. I've just been too busy with a bunch of random crap going on. And um, it, it kind of, when you're used to escaping the house, it it's mind numbing. And it's like, it, it's like an addiction. You, you miss it. You kind of think about it. Like I've been thinking about fly fishing and, um, and snowboarding and, and everything else. It's just like, man, I, I need to make time to make this happen. And I mean, I'm in a little bit different position than you, right? Um, yeah. You don't enjoy the same type of fishing as I do all the time, but um, I, yeah, man, I, I got to get out and I got to get out soon. And I I'll think- I'll tell you this. It was very tough coming home because, because you know, if I could have stayed down there, I could be fishing today or tomorrow, you know. No, where we're all, you know, like you said, where we're at right now, it's just kind of tough, tough with the weather and the cold and the snow and more coming. We're almost there, buddy. We're almost there. We are. And I, I keep saying that, right? It's um, spring is on the horizon. I, not that I care. I, I don't, I like the winter. I'm fine with the winter. 
I love the winter. <laughs> I just can't keep doing in the house. Know. Yeah, like that's not the life that I lead, man. I, like I've been setting up the trail cam behind the house. We saw a coyote a couple nights ago. I posted about it on my Instagram story. Um, we've been having these monster bucks and deer come into the yard. So I, I went out and I got some deer food to try and keep them into the woods behind the house. And, um, I woke up the other night, couldn't sleep, and I'm looking out the back window. And sure enough, there's this massive coyote back there. And I'm like, man, I got to put the trail cam back up because I, I haven't had it up in a long time. Um, and nothing yet, but it was just something kind of keeping me looking outdoors, right? And, you know, looking through the window saying, man, I can't wait to be back out in these woods and exploring and doing other things. I tell you, it was a blast, even though, you know, I nearly got frostbite on my fingers. I would do it all over again in a heartbeat. If they told me to drive down this week, another tournament, it's going to be 39 or raining. I would do it again like this. Well, you're a madman because you, you fished all day long. I did. And then you drove back home and, and that was, well, you came home that night. Well, I was playing to sleep before I went home, but what happened was freezing rain, you know, storm that was supposed to hold off the longer. Yeah came sooner so it was like yeah like i just gotta go do it um, and a drive that took usually takes seven hours took over well, 12 so. well, like i said you're an absolute madman and i love it and uh you know i think we'll we'll leave it there if that's cool joe yeah. it is always a pleasure man um we're proud of you um you know i was watching the weigh-ins and it looked like they were delayed because of all the rain, so we didn't actually see you get weighed in. Um, I don't think you – I don't even recognize myself in the pictures because I had, like, three <laughs> beanies on, like, just <laughs> soaking wet, dude. I was like, it's hard, too, to, like, to hear what the heck they're saying, and then, like, nothing lines up, and it's like – you're like, is – That was the weather, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, look forward to following up on it and seeing what's going on. But, um, you know, Joe, always a pleasure, brother. You too, man. Everyone, we'll thank you for joining. Later this week. All right, guys. Take care. Bye.